Welcome into Bill Snyde Digital presented by Hunt Real Estate, the official real estate and relocation company of the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are headed to the conference championship game for the first time since 1994 after defeating the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 3. I'm Maddie Glab and I don't think anyone could have predicted the game to unfold in the way that it did. But the only thing that matters is that the Bills got the win and to help me break everything down. I'd like to welcome an Eric Wood into the conversation and Eric Eric, wow, the way that this game happened, 3-3 three to three going into halftime. The wind, of course, definitely played a factor in this game, and we saw Lamar Jackson was not able to return after going into concussion protocol, something that you hate to see as a, as a competitor. Uh, but what a game for Taron Johnson. What a game for the Buffalo Bills. What was the key component in the Buffalo Bills getting the victory tonight? Well, when you look at the game, the game started off a little shaky, especially for the Buffalo Bills defense. On the first drive of the game, the Ravens were able to rush the ball for 45 yards, and they marched right down the field, which ended up leading to a missed field goal. And early in the first half, the Bills could not capitalize off the Ravens' mistakes. As the game went on, though, it was 3-3 three to, three to start the second half and a huge touchdown drive to start the second half. And then later in that second half, Taron Johnson with the pick six to give them a 17 to three lead. And we would ultimately see the Ravens would never be able to come back from that. Taron Johnson loves the pick six in big time moments on big time broadcasts. It has become his thing this season. So awesome to see, especially the Buffalo Bills defense again, proving that they can do it even when the offense is not at the top of their game. But we won't make you guys wait any longer. We're going to send it over to Taron Johnson to see what he had to say about this epic victory and this epic game of his. Um, where coach, coach made a good call, uh, cover two call, and I'm just reading the eyes of the quarterback. Um, I have the scene in that coverage, and he took me to the backside, and all I did was cheat. He didn't see me, so the ball came to me, you know. I took it, took it and made the play. And, and let a follow up uh, this was a build in the game of these two, you know, quarterback, red hot quarterbacks, class of. 18 quarterbacks and defense took over both sides. Very physical, dominant. The defense took this game over, especially yours. I mean, our, our defense played great. You know, um, we hear a lot of buzz that our run defense isn't isn't that good, but I feel like we showed that today and kept and kept points off the board. So just the fact that we had that we executed on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, special teams play well, play good complimentary football. So I'm just proud of our guys, you know. Uh, we, we stepped up to the challenge. Thank you, Taryn. Taryn Johnson, Mookie Hawkins, Waffle Sports 1080. Congrats on the win today. Appreciate it. Hey, man, just take us back again to, first and foremost, you know, 101 yards. That's an NFL playoff record, if you didn't know that, by the way. Um, how important was it for you to stay square right there and, you know, just, just to make that pick as far as, like, your fundamentals and technique right there? I mean, they always tell us, uh, look at the vision of the quarterback. He's going to take you to where the ball is, especially in zone. When we're in zone, that's something that we practice every single day, you know, and I'm just doing my fundamentals, staying square, looking at the quarterback. He's taking me to where he's about to throw the ball and I just make the play. So just, yeah, just execution, really. 
it seemed like y'all guys wanted to be physical at the end, Jerry. I mean, all the way through the end. Jerry Hughes said that on Friday that you guys just wanted to be physical as possible, and he went out there and played like a madman. Mm-hmm. Was that the statement that you wanted to come out and defensively and, and set the statement with these guys? Uh, for sure. You know, I mean, they have a, a, a great run offense, and, and we knew it was going to take all of us to stop it. And I feel like we accomplished that, especially our physicality. Good luck, man. Yeah, you live to fight another week, man. Congratulations. Definitely appreciate it. Hey, Taryn. Heather Prusak here with the CBS station. Congratulations on the win. Just, um, I mean, what's the mood like in the locker room? You guys are advancing to the AFC championship game. Uh, I mean, we're excited. You know, uh, it's not done yet. You know what I'm saying? We're not done yet. We're trying to get to, to the big show. So uh, just, just another game, and uh, we're going to give our best, our best shot to see what happens. Uh, what I'm assuming you guys are going to be very glued to that game tomorrow between the Chiefs and the Browns. Just what are your thoughts on possibly being able to host that game next weekend? Man, if, if, we're, if we're able to host that game, I feel like that'll be big. You know, uh, that'll be very exciting. I mean, the fans are out there. This might have helped us out a ton. You know, just having that out there just gives us that extra energy, and us having that is, I feel like, a, a an advantage. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. Congrats. Thank you. Hey, Terry, congrats on the win. Um, I just wanted to ask you, when you first made the pick, it looked like you thought for a half second to take a knee in the end zone. Is that what you were thinking? And what, if so, what changed your mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I caught the ball and I kind of looked down, but then I looked up and I just seen a whole bunch of green grass to the right side of me. So I figured if I could race over there, I didn't see nobody else side me. If, if I got lean blockers, you know, I, I know Lamar's fast, but if I got lean blockers, I feel like I could I could take it. And then just the job that uh, Tredavious did as your escort there, because do you because you probably wouldn't have got to the end zone if, if he wasn't there to block for you, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? I saw Lamar coming. You see that I slowed down a little bit to let Trey get in front of me just to, uh, just to help me out. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Taryn, Matt Fairburn, can you hear me? Yep. When you think back to your rookie season, some of the injuries you played through, getting hurt last year uh, toward the end of the year, what does it mean that your your journey's kind of culminated here with two primetime pick sixes? I mean, I, it's uh, it's a blessing, you know. Uh, give all the glory to God. Um, just just thank you for these opportunities. You know, I don't take nothing for granted, and just having those two two years to of those things that happened to me, just really just taking advantage and and not taking one thing for granted. So, yeah. I saw some of your fellow DBs uh, surround you there when you were getting interviewed uh, after the game. Uh, how much of those guys helped you through uh, the early part of your career? I mean, they all did, you know. Uh, it, it, I feel like it was part of me maturing as well um, as a football player the last two years and, and really just taking – care of my body and having those guys around, just seeing what they do every single day to make sure that they can last a full season. It, it helped me this year. You know, uh, I made the changes I needed to make. And yeah. Thank you, Taryn. Thank you. Hey, Taryn, Matt Bubba here with Channel 7. I guess my question is you probably had like eight to 10 seconds between the time when you caught the interception and when you took it all the way back to the end zone. When that play is happening, what are you thinking about? Uh, after I caught it, I definitely thought for a second, maybe I should kneel it, you know, um, I saw that open grass over there and 
at that point, I'm just like, okay, it's one person I got to beat. And that's number eight on the other side. So just having Trey over there running with me just just helped helped out a lot. And he got in his way and let me be able to uh, run it all the way in. When did you realize the magnitude of the play that you made? <laughs> Maybe in the middle of the play, I felt like it was a big play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just having the opportunity to take it all the way back. Like, I feel like that's what made it a... a more than just an interception, just taking it all the way back and putting points on the board. That was the biggest, biggest accomplishment. You're going to be hyped because the pictures of the play are exceptional, so you'll have that forever. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Paul, you can go, man. I'm good? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. All right, let me go to the next person. Uh, hey, Taryn, Dan Fates uh, in Rochester. You guys heard all that talk this week that the Ravens were just going to run and that that was the mismatch and that you guys couldn't stop the run. Like, you guys heard all that, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I try not to listen to it. I don't listen to what media got to say really too much about us. But I, I heard it. Like, I, I figured, you know what I'm saying? We didn't always put our best before stopping the run this season. So I knew that they were going to come out and, and, and run the ball. That's what they're good at. But uh, I feel like we stepped up to the challenge, you know? Uh, we made plays when we needed to and, and, and got the double. Talking, just going back to the pick real quick. Some of those ones where you said he kind of threw it right at you, some of those ones are maybe the toughest to catch. <laughs> I mean, is, is, that, is that true where you were thinking, like, he's throwing it at me. Two hands, look it in. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Just make sure I catch the ball first for anything, before I do anything, nail it, run it, it don't matter. Catch the ball first, you know? Thanks a lot, Jared. Congrats. Appreciate it. Hey, Taryn. Um, you know, we talked so much early on in this season about, you know, the struggles of this defense. And, you know, for so long, that was the identity of this team, was you guys and carrying the way. I mean, what does it feel like after all of the, you know, turbulence early in the season to have a game like this where you guys came out and made a statement in the biggest stage? Oh man, it's just it's just a it's just a blessing, you know. Uh, our defense just stepped up to the challenge, you know. We we here to talk a little bit, you know, but it doesn't phase us, you know. Uh, we just go out there and do what we got to do, and we execute it well. And I feel like we can continue to do this even on the next game, regardless of what is Kansas City or the Browns. <clears throat> Thank you, guys. Hey, Skursky, you're all set. You can, Skursky. Uh, all right, we're going to. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Sorry, Taryn, you, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, apologies about that. Um, when you think back to the Kansas City game uh, this season, you know, you were, you were taken out of the lineup. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, you get back in, Cam gets hurt, but. I mean, for your season to go this way, to swing, to have those such massive swings, um, what did, what went through your mind back then, you know, when you, when you were briefly taken out of the lineup and how did you use that moving forward to inspire you if you, if you did? Uh, I would say is I just was taking it one day at a time, you know, I mean, something's out of my control and I just have to, to deal with it. You know, I can't, I can't worry about things that are out of my control. All I can do is the best that I can. And that's what I've been doing. Thank you. 
All right, that was Taryn Johnson on his big night as one of the members of the secondary for the Buffalo Bills. They were a big part in this matchup. And let's unpack this game a little bit more because there were a lot of things that happened that we both didn't expect to happen and a lot of viewers didn't expect to happen. I don't think we thought we would go into halftime tied at 3-3. Three to three. I don't think we, we thought we would see Justin Tucker miss two field goals. The Bills blitzed at a higher rate than than the Ravens in the first half, something that isn't always uh, common with the rate that the Ravens blitz at. The number one uh, rate in the NFL, 45.5% is what they usually blitz at. They blitzed at 22% in the first half. Uh, they were held to just 150 rushing yards. This team has averaged 200 rushing yards in the last three straight games so uh, a bunch of different things that went on and stats that you can look at and kind of scratch your head about the the bills also didn't have 20 first downs for the first time all year they were held to 17 first downs their third down conversion percentage was also low again but as i say these things eric what are some things that you didn't didn't expect to happen that happened in this matchup and maybe played a part uh, in the final score 17 to 3. Well, heading into the game, Baltimore has the they're on a historic rushing pace. They end the regular season with the best five game rushing streak for consecutive games in NFL history for any team. And so the Bills tonight, they did a great job of rebounding after that first drive. And, and I don't think that many people expected the Bills uh, to give up all those rushing yards on the first drive of the game. They would be so dedicated to the run, but I thought the Bills did a great job all night of sticking to their game plan, and that was simply staying in their lanes, and they pressured at appropriate times. Maddie, you brought up many of the blitz stats from the first half, and when Lamar tried to drop back the pass, the Bills were pressuring at him incredibly high rate, similar to what the Ravens did to the Bills last year. And then you flip the script. We expected there to be a lot of pressure thrown at Josh Allen. Again, we just assumed that the Ravens defensive coordinator, Don Martindale, would bring the pressure again. This year, he chose not to, and he sat back. And yes, that kept the numbers down for Josh Allen, only 206 yards passing on the night, but zero turnovers for the Bills for the second week in a row played a huge part in the game tonight. Yeah, zero turnovers for the Bills in the second week in a row, like you said, is definitely huge, especially in the postseason. Taking care of the football is a premium in the postseason against a team, the Ravens, who forced the most fumbles in the NFL. Uh, Marlon Humphrey leads the league in forced fumbles with eight uh, total. He didn't have any tonight, nor did anybody on the Ravens. So just a bunch of different things that happened that played a part in this matchup. It, it, there were definitely similarities too from last season's week 14 matchup between the two teams. It, it was a very low game in terms of yards put up. Uh, third down conversions were down and I, I think part of how the Bills defense played in tonight's matchup was because they had the confidence from holding Lamar Jackson to just 40 rushing yards from last season. I mean Leslie Frazier again dials up a great scheme defensively for this defense to to have success against the best rushing offense in the NFL but we're going to send it to another one of our defensive players it's Micah Hyde after tonight's big win.
Yep. Hey, hey Micah. Congratulations. Just uh, start off uh, your thoughts on the defensive effort overall and, you know, keeping them from big plays in the run game. What do you think were some of the keys to success? Uh, you know, we knew we had a huge challenge coming into this game. Um, you know, all week, you know, we, we, we put a lot of emphasis on, on obviously their offense, the type of offense, the scheme of offense, and just the, you know, um, the, the, the challenges that comes comes with it. Um, you know, I feel like you, no one no one was really talking about our defense going into this game. Um, you know, it's all about their defense, uh, their offense, our offense versus their defense. Um, and, and not much was said about, about our defense. So, um, you know, we, we knew um, that, you know, we're, we're trending in the right direction. Uh, we're continuing to play better. Um, you know, we, we feel like we give up some things in this game uh, um, that, that we shouldn't have. And at the end of the day, we give up three points. Uh, you know, obviously, we had a couple of field goals that from, from, a, from a great kicker uh, that, that is a you know, huge surprise. But, you know, the wind up there in Buffalo is, is, is different. Um, you know, obviously, both kickers struggle a little bit. Uh, but, you know, just a great effort by by our whole team, um, offense, defense, and special teams. And then just uh, a comment on Leslie Frazier, how he prepped you, and then throwing in some blitzes that really bothered them on some third downs. Um, yeah, I mean, Frazier, uh, obviously, all the coaches yeah, I mean, put together a game plan that, that we knew could work. Um, you know, I think that it, it, last time we played them, um, like I told you guys earlier in the week, there was five or six plays that we that we gave them that we, we wished we wouldn't have, um, and, and it would have been a totally different outcome of the game. You know, obviously we lost by I think it was seven or eight a touchdown and two point conversion or whatever it was. And we felt like um, you know we were close. I remember in the locker room after that game last year, I told I was talking to Poe, and, and uh, you know it was one of those things that we got to find a way. You know, the, the, the great teams find a way to win those games, and you know you saw today, um, you know just a, a total team effort. And just a great team with. Micah, hi. Air Traffic Control Unit, Mookie Hawkins. Yeah, what's, what's, um, Eddie, what's up? What's up, Mook? Hey, man, just care to talk about Levi Wallace's big sack right there that stopped the bleeding on that first possession. Um, yeah, you know, the coaches, the coaches dialed up a big play. Um, you know, we was able to send Levi. Uh, he did a great job coming to balance and, and getting, uh, you know, a great athlete and Lamar down. Um, it was a huge play for us. They were moving the ball at first. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you don't want to happen, but, um, you know, once you get out there in the game and they have that first drive and just that type of offense, you know, it's moving so fast and you're trying to, you know, read your keys like you've been doing all week in practice, but you can't game plan um, for the speed of it like you do. You know, like you're doing a game, like you got to go against in the game because obviously, you know, those guys are, you know, moving fast. They know what they've been practicing this offense for how long. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was you know, tough for us. And then Levi had a, a huge play to, uh, to knock us and obviously they missed the field goal. Right. And the narrative all week long was about this defense and able to stop the run. And the Ravens had the best run defense out here. So, how much did that motivate the defense? Like this? You know what, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't say we were listening to all the media and, and, and you know, we, we were talking about it all week, but we knew, you know, we knew that playing a team like this and, and what happened last year um, and how, you know, their defense did against our offense and, and, and how well their offense played, we knew, you know, coming in that we weren't going to be, um, you know, 
let's just say this, the outcome of the game was not what a lot of people thought. Um, and so, you know, it just, it is what it is. And, you know, it's on us to go out there and play the games. Um, you know, it's not, it's not on us to sit there and talk about football and, and on TV. That's right, man. You live to fight another week. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. One of four. We also saw Stefan Diggs have another 100 receiving yard day in a matchup in the playoffs. He is someone who has obviously popped off for this team all season, ending the regular season, leading the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. But he's continuing to do it in the playoffs. And it's not easy to do because you are facing teams who are at their best and playing at their best. When you look at the offense, Eric, and how they played in tonight's game, they did have some missed opportunities in the first half looking back at their possessions and what they were able to do. But they came, came out on fire in the second half, like you said, scoring on that first drive. But how did you see Brian Dayball game plan for this matchup? And, and what are some things that the Bills maybe excelled at? They definitely passed the ball a lot more than running the ball in the first half, that's for sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if early in the game, if Brian Dayball, with how windy it was in the stadium, if he tests that Baltimore run defense. When you look at Baltimore's defense on the season, they were actually more susceptible to the run. They gave up 4.6 yards per carry. But Brian Dayball decided we are going to stick to what we do best as an offense, and that's throw the football. And they started the game with just pass after pass. I believe at one time it was 15 passes to one run, but that's what the Bills do best. And with the Baltimore Ravens, the amount of man-to-man -man defense that they run, you knew it'd be a big game for Stephon Diggs, especially as Cole Beasley is still coming back off of his injury. And Stephon Diggs stepped up in a big way tonight. 106 yards receiving, over half of Josh's yards went to Stephon Diggs, and he just continues to solidify himself as an absolute superstar in this league. Yeah, he became the third Bill with multiple playoff games with over 100 receiving yards. And I cannot wait to see what he does next week because he is there. There's no stopping Stefan Diggs. It doesn't matter what corners he's going up against. He just went up against Mar Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, two of the best in the NFL. And we saw what he's able to do tonight. But Josh Allen is ready. He is in the Zoom room speaking to the media. So let's hear what QB1 had to say after the win against the Ravens. We're super excited for the chance to go and uh, get to play this game next week. And, uh, you know, this one was a fun one to be a part of. Obviously, there's some things we can clean up. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the playoffs. You're winner, you go home. And our team found a way. Our defense stepped up. Taron Johnson, I mean, the, the play just changed the game. Uh, unbelievable. So, you know, we're as crazy as it sounds, we got we to turn our focus towards, you know, the, the – uh, Browns or the Chiefs for next week, and that's what we're going to do. What were, what were, what was your reaction to seeing Terrence pick six? We just heard from Dion. He said, "All I saw was, you know, Johnson going the other way." What was your reaction to that? Well, I saw him come out um, the end zone. Usually, when there's a lot of bodies around you, you want to stay in. So I was like, "Dang it, he's going to get tackled with the five <laughs> or the 10. And I'll tell you what, or Trey White to go up ahead and get a block on Lamar, the spring free. I mean. It's unbelievable, you know, you practice for those situations. Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back, you know, in practice, I go, go behind him and I try to punch the ball out. Uh, so Taryn had that extra sense to kind of look back and feel someone else coming and hold on to the ball and to finish the score. But uh, just an unbelievable play, just one of those games, one of those plays that 
that'll be remembered for a really long time. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Congrats again. Thank you. Hey, Josh, uh, congrats on the win. You know, longest-tenured Bill, Jerry Hughes, comes out here against one of the scariest playmakers in the league and puts on a show. I mean, what's going on in the locker room, your team's impressions of that kind of performance from a leader? I mean, it, it just it speaks volumes to the guys in this locker room. And um, to go out there and make plays when your numbers fall, Jerry's just one of those vets that just does his job. Um, you know, we respect him. He's one of those guys that you love having on your squad. And, uh, for him to go out there and, and play the way he did, and guys like Trent Murphy, you know, Trent hasn't been active um, very often this year, but to go out there and make the plays that he did and the way our defense stopped the run, I mean, the, the, the game plan was executed to perfection. And, um, you know, offensively, we got to do a better job, but uh, our defense stepped up. And, again, that's playoff football. It, it doesn't matter how it looks. You either get it done or you don't. And, you know, my team got it done today. And, you know, obviously you've spoken so much about Stephon Diggs, but did you guys say anything to each other in, in halftime? Because it looked like you came out in the, in the third quarter getting the ball to him again and, and he made plays again. And it's, just, it's just what he does. Um, nothing special, just, I mean, he, he's special. And it wasn't anything special we were calling. It was just one-on-one. -on -one, um, and I trust my guy. And uh, he, he does an unbelievable job of getting open feet and separation. The balance to stay on his feet and miss a few tackles and, and get the ball north. Uh, you know, those are huge key plays for us, especially on third down. He had a couple of those. Um, you know, it just, like I said, when, when we needed him the most, he stepped up, and that's just that's what he does. Thanks, Josh. Hey, Josh, Dan Fates in Rochester. Uh, we've asked you guys after big games, the locker room's been hungry. Dion said it was a party. I mean, Dion was, was pretty hyped up in the Zoom call. Does this feel like you guys let some of emotion out in this game, post-game maybe? Uh, maybe maybe post-game. Just, um, you know, guys, I see what people say on TV. And, you know, being the home team, we still, we didn't have a chance. You know, that's what a lot of people said. And, Credit to the Ravens, you know, playing some of the hottest football in the league. Uh, that's a really good team we just played. Um, you know, and, and I'll say that over and over again. Yeah, they, they were real deal, especially on, you know, their whole team. Um, but our guys played today with uh, a hungry, hungry attitude. And, uh, you saw the results. I'm not going to put words in your mouth or say that you guys felt disrespected, but was there extra motivation this week just with maybe some of the other outside noise? I mean, every week we play, there's extra motivation. That's to get a chance to play in the next week. You know, that, that's all it takes. Um, that, that's all it takes. You know, it's, it's what everyone wants. Thanks, Josh. Josh, it's Sean Worrell. Congratulations on the win. Thanks, Worrell. Now, just to, to, put in, to put, how much confidence does a win like this Rely, being able to rely on your defense to, to, to seal a win like that. I know it's happened a few times, but to, for it to happen in a divisional playoff game, how much confidence does this give this team overall going into next week? I don't think it adds um, any more confidence than we have in ourselves right now. You know, we're a team that believes in each other. Um, we're taught to play great situational football. Uh, that's what we did tonight, and um, you know, we're always going to have that confidence in each other. You know, we practice extremely hard. We're extremely well coached. Um, speaks volumes to the guys in this building, the front office, the guys that they brought in, uh, Terry and Kim, for, for what they've done uh, for this organization. Um, you know, there's 
just a lot riding on every game. We know that it's going to get tough with the year. We're either playing at home against the Browns or uh, we're going to Kansas City. So um, you got to be prepared for either one and then try to go actually game plan. And, and just lastly, I mean, with all the attention that's been put on you and Diggs and the offense and Dave and all this stuff, what about the fact that the Drew fans showed up and, and, and deserved some love today? A lot of love. I, I, I can't say enough words for, for what that game was for our defense and, and how they played. Um, like I said, Taron Johnson with you know, play that people are going to remember for a long time here in Buffalo. One of those um, you know, potentially franchise alternate plays, guys that just step up and do their job. Um, like I said, he he just he made a play when we needed it the most. That's uh, what our defense did. They stepped up huge, and uh, really it was fun to watch. Thanks a lot. Hey, Jeff, congrats on the win. Um, just in the early stages of the game, you know, you guys had a little trouble finding your rhythm on offense. I know you mentioned Steph already, but how instrumental was, was he and John to at least help you guys move the sticks, stay on the field? And they seem to be carrying their ball in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, two guys that just consistently do their job. John working back to me in a few places, a couple of scramble drills, stuff getting open and, and doing this thing. Um, you know, it, it's going to take everybody moving forward, and we, we understand that. And uh, we can't just rely on one guy to, to do their job. You know, guys step up and guys make plays for us. And um, it's a fun, it's fun to have when you have all these playmakers that just constantly want the ball in their hands um, and they make plays when they're called. Perfect. Thank you. Hey Josh, obviously you're not going to be dwelling on anything because you guys got the win, but you did say there was some meat left on the bone. What areas in particular did you feel like that you guys, you know, could have been better now? I mean, there's a few things, and um, particularly on my part. Um, you know, I can go over them all, but, you know, the best thing to do is forget about this one and turn our focus, like I said, towards next week, um, Sunday. And it, depending on who we play, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, find out tomorrow and we'll go from there but uh like i said it's only gonna get tougher from here and every game has more riding on it than the last and, and we know that and we're ready for it and um we're just excited for an opportunity to play next week as a team how much confidence do you guys have knowing that on a day when maybe the offense doesn't play the best the defense holds the you know lamar jackson led ravens to just three points yeah um it, it's you know it's it's just great situational football. And uh, again, that's what's preached here. Coach McDermott, it's one of his main things that he preaches. And uh, our guys, you know, we're trusting the process and, and you know, doing as, uh, as coaches asked. And uh, it's really all it was. Thanks, man. By the way, you got invited to a wedding on a sign and it went viral. So check that uh, out. <laughs> perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Josh, you all set, man. The quarterback press conference is presented by Energy Mark, the official energy supplier to the Buffalo Bills. All right, of course, Josh Allen gets invited to a wedding that's on a sign at the game. I wouldn't expect anything less from Bills Mafia, and you could hear them on the broadcast, man. They were so loud. 6,700 felt like 67,000, and I would love to host another playoff game to just hear them in the stands again. What a great experience for Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills to host two straight playoff games. But when you look at this matchup a little bit more, and Josh Allen was asked about it a couple times, 
times, you know, holding the Ravens to just three points when the offense doesn't play its best game. Eric, what do you learn about a Buffalo Bills team who, who is now in their second straight game in the playoffs of maybe the offense not playing to the top of their game, not playing their A game, but the defense coming up and coming in clutch when they need it most, still being able to win games and move on in the playoffs. Yeah, as the speed of the game picks up and the intensity picks up, sometimes the offensive numbers will drop. You've seen that throughout the playoffs. Last week, the offense scores 27 points. And, and yes, that was down from where they were averaging because this offense has just been so hot. But when you look at tonight, especially towards the later part of the second half, the Bills weren't in a position where they had to force the ball down the field. Could the Bills have potentially put up more points? Possibly. But the offense truly only put up 10 points tonight. And you just love to see this defense step up. As much criticism as this defense has taken at times this year, they were dinged up for parts of the year. In the last part of the season, weeks 12 through 17, in many statistical categories, this was a top five defense. They were taking the ball away at a high rate. They were starting to get to the quarterback at a higher rate. They were actually the number four ranked rush defense over that time. So it wasn't that surprising that they were able to hold this dangerous uh, Baltimore rushing offense in check. Yeah, and as the defense started to get better and better as the season went on, a lot of people were asking Leslie Frazier and the defensive players, you know, what is your identity on defense? And, and a lot of the beginning of the season was we're still waiting to see what our identity is. We want it to be an identity that stops the run first, limits an offense to being able to have to just rely on their passing game and forces turnovers. And they were able to do that in the second half of the season. They took the ball away a lot. They were ranked in the top 10 and the top five in, in several categories when you look at takeaways and interceptions but we'll stick with the offense and hearing from players let's send it over to Stefan Diggs uh, to hear about his 100 yard night what were your emotions when I was excited for him you know seeing the defense get a big turnover on a long drive when everybody's tired and everybody you know, that bend don't break shit is for real. And yeah, to see those guys not break at all and really make a play at a, at a critical time, it's our defense being our defense. And I'm just, I was just happy to go by without celebrating. How well do you got to know Teron this season? I mean, he's right next to We're locker mates, so he's not that far from him. We talk, we talk stuff all the time, talk junk all day, we crack jokes. So uh, he's not that far from me. So we, we had multiple conversations just as far as like staying confident, not getting complacent, and keep pushing. And he's done that. And, uh, glad to feel good Thank you. No doubt. <laughs> hey, Stefan, can you hear me? Yeah, man, it was, I was um, excited. You mentioned you sit right next to Taryn in the locker room. Uh, I don't know how much you went up against him in practice, but what have you just seen of of his toughness and, and ability to kind of persevere through some, some injuries and things like that that he's been through this year? Um, I don't know, bro. Like, from what I've seen, he hasn't given up at all. He goes out there and gives it everything he has each and every play, and he's a dog, so, so I mean, it's that simple. What did you see on, on the touchdown? Looked like they had two guys over there on three of you. Uh, what did you see there, and, and what was the play? I can't tell you the play, but it was just great block. It was great blocking my game and, and John Brown. Uh, that's why I scored. You know, I wouldn't score without them. So it was really just all their efforts blocking it. Uh, I just try to catch the ball and get in the end zone. Thanks, Stefan.
Stefan Diggs is also the first Bill with back-to-back -back touchdown receptions in playoff games since Thurman Thomas in 1996. And the man you have all been waiting for, Sean McDermott, is in the Zoom room. Let's send it over to him. Coach, it's Jason Wolf with the Buffalo News. Congratulations on the win. Thanks, Jason. Uh, I was curious, uh, wanted to try to understand the thought process, passing as much as you guys did in the first half, given the, the conditions with the wind in particular. And, uh, you know, what, if anything, you guys talked about at halftime, because it seemed like you did get the running game uh, established a little bit on the first drive of the second half, which you guys took down the field for a touchdown. Yeah, I thought there was good adjustments made by the coaches. First half, it got away from us a little bit. And, and um, you know, so we thought we had some plays there and we didn't execute well enough. And, and uh, you know, the, the, we get out of bounds uh, way too much right there. We've seen Allen take over a game, you know, with his arm. Uh, Recall Seattle earlier this season. Was, was that sort of what you planned going into this game, given what the Ravens were able to do last week against Derrick Henry, or or did you expect to run the ball a little bit more than you guys did? Yeah, I, I, I would. You know, I think overall we did expect to run the ball a little more than we did. And I think, like I said, it just got away from us. But they are a good stout front. You know, they they're they're big, strong long up front, you know, and, and, uh, and so I thought we did to your point, come out in the second half and, and, uh, and establish some, some rhythm there. What do you do, uh, tomorrow? Sit around and just watch this thing. It'll feel good to just, uh, try and get some sleep and, and relax a little bit. We're going to go in and, and, uh, make sure we put this, uh, learn from this film and, and then, uh, take some time as well, just to maybe sit back and watch it on TV like everybody else. Cool. Thank you, Coach. Congrats again. All right, sure. Thanks, Jason. You don't sleep, do you? <laughs> sometimes. There's sometimes. <laughs> um, congrats on the win, I guess. Just, you know, Dion said it's a party in there. Um, you know, the emotions are still uh, flying high. I guess just from your perspective, what are the emotions like of uh, making it to the AFC Championship game? Yeah, just awesome. It's, you know, we, we came here with a, with a vision and... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, seeing it um, move forward, I guess, is the best way to say it. You know, we're not there yet, but move forward in the right direction is um, is good to see and, and uh, feels good. And what a great environment. I know, uh, you know, again, all, all of our fans couldn't be in the building, but, uh, you know, it was loud again for two weeks straight. And um, I thought it was a typical Western New York night here with the wind and snow flurries on my way over to the stadium. Uh, it looked like uh, I thought it was going to be a repeat of the Colts game uh, a few years ago because it was coming down. And, and, uh, and so uh, just, just great experience, great atmosphere. Uh, congrats to all the Bills fans out there. How much of a game-changing play was Taron Johnson's pick six? Huge. Man, that was huge. He made a you know, similar play against Ben and the Steelers. Uh, I think that was before half. This one was at the end of the third quarter, I believe. And that was a huge play and a big stop for our defense. Uh, I thought Leslie Frazier and our defensive staff and the players just executed at a high level. And, and that play was huge in terms of momentum. I think we were up, uh, were we up seven, three. Ten, we were 10, three up seven at that point. So it was a huge play for us. Awesome. Thanks, John. Congrats again. Thanks, Heather. Hey coach, congrats on the win. Um, just with respect to the first half, when you're, when your passing game was having trouble, like really getting into a groove or a rhythm, 
how much do you see the value of, of what Smoke and Stefan were able to do to at least help you guys move the sticks, stay on the field and, and stay on schedule? I know a lot of those drives didn't finish with points, but at least they kept you on the field. Just the effort of those two guys. Yeah, that was huge, uh, their effort. I mean, they just st they stuck with it. Really, our, our overall offense as a whole, I thought, stuck with it. They kept playing. That's a very good defense, so give them some credit as well here. And, um, you know, we did possess the ball, which was good, and kept the ball out of their hands at times. And um, and so, you know, I, I thought that um, getting into a rhythm in the second half was was important for us. And um, and so, you know, we just kept fighting. We kept, we kept playing, and that's what you got to do in these games. Thanks, Coach. Sure. Hey, Sean, Matt Bovee here. Uh, I'm just a little bit more on the Taron Johnson play. I feel like you're going to get asked about this a lot. So he tells us that he makes the interception. He thinks about kneeling down, but then he looks up and he sees some green grass. For you on the sideline, what are you thinking? Because I bet you probably had that same initial reaction when he made the, the interception. Yeah, no, listen, I trust, I trust my players. Um, yeah. And I really wasn't thinking stay in, but, you know, I could see initially where he had a little bit of traffic, um, you know, in front of him or, or around him. I guess it's probably the best way to say, because I think it was on the side or behind him slightly. But, uh, you know, Leslie Frazier, the defensive staff, they've emphasized that all the time in terms of scoring on defense. And, and, uh, and now we've been able to do it twice, I think, this year. And, Three times, I think Jerry did it at Denver as well. So, uh, just big, big, big time play for us. You know, our red zone defense the last couple of weeks has has been improving, which is good to see. Do you let yourself get excited on the sideline when a play like that happens? Because I know you're pretty even kill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are big plays, hard hard to come by. And um, I think I first made sure no the, the official wasn't going to run into anyone on our sideline, so I wanted to make sure the sideline was clear. Because uh, when it changes, so the uh, those plays go the other way so fast. Sometimes you get some costly penalties right there. So I think that was my first uh, first instinct, honestly. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you. Yeah, sure. Coach Mookie Hawkins, Waffle Sports Tenetti. Congrats on the win today. Thanks, Mookie. Hey, uh, coming out of that second half, um, two big third down conversions, and after that, it was all motor single Terry. Care to talk about how important was it to get him going in that second half, Coach? Yeah, you know, the coaches did a great job at halftime making adjustments and, and we needed to get into a rhythm after half and we did that. I thought that that was a big drive for us. They had scored before half, gotten three. Uh, and so, you know, if we don't score, they get the ball back. I'm saying after half, then they, they have a chance to double dip. Um, and so, you know, I think it was 3-3 at that point. So that was a big drive for us. Great job by our offense. Absolutely. Now you got Levi Wallace, big sacks. You got Matt Milano, Matt Milano flying everywhere. And Jerry Hughes is just a sack machine. Just care to talk about how impressed were you in uh, coaches Frazier's uh, defense today? Yeah, they did a phenomenal job. It was a great plan, uh, well-executed plan. The way they practiced during the week was well mapped, was very mapped out and, uh, and intentional. And I thought the players showed that in the way that they played tonight. Absolutely, Coach. Congrats. Thanks. Hey, Sean, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. If uh, Taryn's play was the biggest play, the second biggest play is probably Lamar Jackson's injury. How did the game change after that? How did you change how you were playing then, or did you feel any emotion sucked out of them? No, not really. Uh, I honestly didn't. I mean, the next quarterback is similar, um, just not as well-known as Lamar. I would just say, you know, he hasn't played as much, but he's very mobile. 
thought he did a good job, honestly, getting the ball uh, and moving their team down the field. So maybe lacks some experience. I don't know his full resume, quite honestly, but we, we had respect for him as well. And, and uh, we made the necessary stops from where we needed to make. Hey, Sean, uh, congratulations on, on the win. Um, you know, going into this week, you know, obviously all the talk was about Lamar Jackson and, you know, the success you guys had against them last year and the, the challenge that it presented this year. I mean, what would you say about the job that Leslie Frazier did, not only preparing the team, but helping to come up with a game plan and how he got that, that side of the ball ready to play? Yeah, just a phenomenal job. That's a tough offense stop, as you guys heard me say during the week. They're unique in what they do as it relates to the NFL. And I think Greg Roman does a really good job and, um, you know, give credit where credit is due. Our, our, uh, Leslie Frazier led a great defensive performance tonight. And uh, I thought the defensive staff had good communication during the week, which is important in terms of their collaboration. And, and then uh, and the players had a, had a really good week of practice. They were focused and, and uh, they played 111 style football, which is what you got to do. Listen, I know that there, you know, there's a lot of unselfish guys in this league. But you look at a guy like Taron Johnson and a guy like Trent Murphy that have had their obstacles this season to have them step up in this in this big way and and take maybe the setbacks this season the way that they have and respond. I mean, how much pride does that bring you? And also, what does it say about the people that you have in the building here? Yeah, as I said before, this is a people people oriented business and uh, the X's and O's are certainly important, but uh, you got to have the right people because to your point, Listen, it hasn't been easy the whole year for for a guy like Taron. He's he's persevered and and Trent the same way. And there's there's many others. I mean, we've got other guys that uh, you know want to be out there playing, and they're not out there playing, or they're not playing as much. And that's where you just got to keep it about the team. And but it takes special people to do that because it's certainly not easy. Thanks, Sean. Yes, good evening, uh, Coach George Reddy, Challenger Challenger Community News. Uh, congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you, sir. What, what do you think was it that the defense really, they really took care of all the angles and everything. It seemed like, and they played a full, complete game. Do you feel this was the best uh, game of the season so far for your defensive unit overall? Well, it was certainly up there. I mean, to, to put it, to hold a team in the playoffs and the divisional round of three points is, is tough to do, especially in offense with the weapons that they have, Lamar Jackson and so on and so forth. So just a, just a really gutty, uh, I thought, uh, performance by them and, and uh, they were disciplined. We knew that we had to be disciplined. Those guys played discipline and they, they played, uh, they played hard throughout the entire game. And what it was, it looked like the, the weather was a factor. You guys it looked like that wind was causing a lot of chaos with the, uh, not only the kicking game, but uh, passes down, down the field, especially going toward the, uh, the players tunnel. Was yeah. Yeah. It was tough. I mean, we Josh tried to take a couple of shots down there and it was, it, it wasn't a steady wind. It was, uh, it was inconsistent, but it was inconsistently gusting. And so it made it hard to judge, you know, how to, how to spin the ball out there. And, and so uh, I think we benefited from, from that one time, but uh, we missed a couple uh, shots early in the game because of it. So, you know, it was, it was hard. All right. Well, thank you very much and good luck next week. All right. Thank you, sir. Hey, Sean, Jared Bell here. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, when when you think about think so, when you think about your defensive plan, how critical was it for you to seal the perimeter? Lamar has hurt so many teams this year. 
with his ability to get outside of the pocket for runs and, and even passing, but you collapse the pocket on him uh, consistently tonight. How key was that to the defensive plan? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do, I mean, it takes all 11 guys to, to be able to um, have a chance to contain Lamar. He's a special player. Uh, and then he's not the only player that they have that's really good. I mean, Hollywood Brown and Andrews, and then the backs, the staple of running backs that they have is, you can't just ignore those guys, you know? Uh, and so I thought, again, it was a good team, good team effort on defense and, uh, and fun to watch. But, but the whole idea of keeping him contained and allowing your, your pressure, did, did that factor into it? I mean, does that play hand in hand? When you yeah, you got perimeter. We wanted to, to make sure we knew where he was. I mean, as you saw, I mean, there's a third down and I don't know, 15, maybe he scrambled for a first down right up the middle. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks in the league that can scramble on third and 15 right up the middle for a first down. Uh, so uh, he's a special player. Right, thanks a lot. Sure. Sean McDermott's press conference is presented by Hunt, the official real estate and relocation company of the Buffalo Bills. Seems like Sean McDermott can, can exhale a little bit along with Bills Mafia. It was a game where a lot of people were anxious, nervous, wondering what would happen. Two really great teams going up against each other, thinking uh, maybe maybe the Ravens could move on, maybe the Bills could move on. We'll have to see how it plays out. And we see the Bills finishing with the win in this one, 17-3. I hope everybody enjoys the win tonight. It's, it's just after midnight, almost 12.30 here in Buffalo so I would expect most of Buffalo still celebrating the win not necessarily getting ready for bed uh, but Eric as, as you reflect on this game and the last two games really in the playoffs for the Bills this season what what have you liked from them and what do you want to see more of as they enter the conference championship game next weekend first off I've loved the way they've taken care of the football they have zero turnovers through the first two weeks of the playoffs. When I interview Sean McDermott for the pregame show, each week he said, take care of the football. And in playoff games, it is so huge. These teams are so evenly matched. If you can win the turnover ratio, you have such a higher percentage of winning these playoff games. They've taken care of the football. And when you look at a quarterback like Josh Allen, one of his biggest critiques coming into this season was those big mistakes. And through two weeks of the playoffs, he's eliminated those. Last week, the defense was much maligned for their play against the Colts. The Colts moved the ball up and down the field at will. Well, today, they stepped up in such a big way, hold the Ravens only three points, and they put seven points on the board themselves. They single-handedly beat, the, uh, beat the Ravens themselves, seven to three. But such a great performance by the defense. Sean McDermott deflecting so much of the attention to Leslie Frazier, who you love to see get so much credit. And that whole defense in general played outstanding tonight. Yeah, they really did. And they're, they're going to have to next week, too. We're not sure who the game is going to be against. It'll either be the Browns or the Chiefs. If, if it's the Browns, it's going to be another game here in Buffalo. If it's the Chiefs, we are headed to Kansas City. Uh, but Buffalo Bills fans and Bills Mafia and Eric, you and I, we get to enjoy a, a day of games tomorrow instead of locker cleanout day, which is I would rather watch games over locker cleanout day anytime. Uh, so really excited for a 
relaxing Sunday uh, in order to see who the Bills are facing next. But if you guys want more interviews, more post-game sound, more analysis, more highlights, make sure you check into MSG tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. You could just stay up all night and just turn the TV on at 8 a.m. and catch Eric and I for our full version of Bill Snipe. But Eric, thanks for being with me tonight. Uh, you enjoy the rest of your evening. What an awesome game to watch the Bills win 17 to 3. They're headed to the conference championship game for the first time since 1994. For Eric Wood, I'm Maddie Glab. We will see you all next week.